Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Hello. My name is Miguel Fuller. Why do you sound like that? I'm Holly O'Connor. I'm Scotty. I don't know. Maybe it's because I have a bum knee right now, and it's making me feel very weird. My bum knee. Sorry. I'm walking around on crutches right now because something happened to my leg or my knee at... Uh, cycling or a spin class last yeah. weekend, and I got there right when it started, and I didn't adjust my bike properly, and so like I think I was going real hard, and my and knees, it wasn't right. No, and my knees like bowed out as I was riding because it was too short, and so I th- like Saturday when I did it afterwards, I felt fine. Like yeah. I saw you, Holly. And That's right. We had to run an errand together, yeah. and then I was fine. And then Sunday I woke up and my knee was like. And I was like, what's going on? And I was like, it'll be better by Monday. It'll be better by Tuesday. I can feel it in my own body right now. God, this thing is weird that I have. But yeah, it's, oh, that's so painful to think about. It's not fun. So I'm I'm literally on crutches right now. So it's um, Monday, if it's not better, my doctor was like, well, we may look into getting a... um, what do you call it? The uh, the scan, the scan. MR- scan. MRI, MRI. I probably would be an MRI. MRI. That's it. That's it. So, keep your fingers crossed that it's nothing really crazy. I <sighs> really hope it's not. That's su- knee injuries are the worst. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. actually, well, most injuries. Yeah, I'm terrible. Injuries horrible, but that is a bad one. <laughs> but I just feel for you so much. Um, I do want to go over some reviews that we've gotten on Apple Podcasts yes. because you can always leave a review there. Uh. J.R. Germain oh. said, I love everything about Miguel and Holly and Scotty the Body. They are my favorite morning show and listening to their podcast. I feel that they have blessed us with the ability to be a part of their lives and help get rid of the loneliness. They also help us see we aren't going through this alone and that things may be unique to us, but others have also experienced something super similar. I live, I love them for this. Wow, that is an incredibly deep and insightful comment that means so much. Right, and that's literally when Holly and I sat down with our very first program director here before we got hired, and he asked us to craft a mission statement for the show, Mm -hmm. and that was part of it, was to make sure that you listening don't feel alone because a lot of times in Tampa Bay Radio before we started, it was very... um, combative and let's be honest it still is sometimes oh absolutely like we are the that's the mold for tampa bay hey we're gonna treat each other like assholes and right. then we're gonna treat you like assholes mm-hmm. and it's fun damn it right that's, that's odd yeah how we do things here no no and you know what that's fine there's they, a place for it right clearly people yeah, in this city and radio have made a lot of money mm-hmm. doing that sort of radio and that is okay but that's just not who we are or as humans. No. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm not a combative person at all, um, but I'm really glad that it's coming through that we just want to sh- put a spotlight on voices to make sure that you know that you're not alone and mm-hmm. also to put a spotlight on marginalized communities. 
But speaking of going back to the past, we have someone, if you've been listening for a very long time, who helped us start the podcast back in the day. And she moved on a few months after we started, and now she has started a podcast. And so we're going to chat with her. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited about this. Gosh, we haven't. The last time we saw her was actually, was it last year when we went up to Chicago for morning show boot camp? Yeah, I believe that's when. So that would we, have been no, like August 2019. Yeah, yeah. And the last time we worked together was in 2015. Oh, man, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Nikki. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. You sound great. Always the consummate professional for (laughs) a radio producer. (laughs) So this is the original producer of the Miguel and Holly show. Producer Nikki, who is a radio veteran who now lives in Chicago and just started an amazing podcast. But before we get to the like, technical stuff how are you i'm good i'm good it's cold here just trying to live through this pandemic mm-hmm. you know so not seeing people's fun oh i yeah. can't imagine wait, wait what are the rules in illinois like because obviously <sighs> it's different state by state so what are you dealing with in, Ch- in chicago yeah so basically um we in chicago we have a stay-at-home advisory it's not mandatory yet but like they're suggesting you don't go out like you uh, like basically what our lockdown was, we, I know you guys were locked down for a little bit, but we were locked down for like 45 days, if not more, um, in like in March and April. And then, uh, so they're suggesting that it's an advisory, a suggestion. It's not mandatory yet. Um, we just moved the state a couple of weeks ago, like closed down museums, indoor dining's done. It's been done for a while. You can only have six people at a table on outdoor patios. Mm. Um, and your tent has to be 50% open. So dining in Chicago is pretty hard mm. um, because it's 30 degrees. Well, that, yeah. I mean, not many people want to sit outside when they're, when they're getting frostbite. Yeah, and my job just happens to be in the restaurant industry. So, Oof. you know, it's... So how, it's, it's fun. We're all evolving. How have you guys been? Okay, so tell us about that, first of all, so then I can ask the follow-up. How's it been with the restaurant? Oh, it's hard, but, like, <laughs> we're making it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, we're doing fun kits that we did, like, during quarantine. You know, we we still decorate for Christmas and the holidays, so we're doing that, like, doing hot cocktail bars because carry-out cocktails are big here now. Mm. So, oh. like, you, we're making our own fun. And, sh- like, Midwesterners drink. That's the one thing, like, I took away when I first moved here. Mm. And they will drink all year long and even in the cold. Oh, especially in the cold. Figuring out the ways to do it, yeah. Well, that's the, as someone who's from Ohio, we always would be like, got to warm up, which is interesting <laughs> because it actually yeah. tends to, like, thin your blood out and you get colder, but I, you're drunk so you don't. No, that. But yeah, you just want to go post up at some cozy nook of a bar and just get wasty faced. Yeah, or we're just drinking in the streets now. It's real weird. Well, oh. I remember when I lived in Savannah, you could drink in the street and you would literally like leave a bar and they would have like um, paper cups 
that you would just pour mm-hmm. your drink in. You'd give your your uh, glass to the bouncer, so and weird. then you'd walk outside and be like, "All right, where we going next?" And you just sip on your drink. Wow! And it's like that was so long ago in my life. Oh. When I went back to Savannah last year, I was like, "Oh wow, you can drink in the street, and it's actually <laughs> kind of fun." That was really weird to me. I don't know. So, so we but- technically have to do it. It's illegal to drink in the street, but like we all still do it. <laughs> oh, you're supposed okay. to take your carry out cocktail home. Oh. They're like, we, we trust you. Yeah. Now, so you are working in, in the restaurant in, industry doing that, and then you decided to jump back into the audio content game with the podcast. How did this podcast come about? Um, so I've become, through my job, I've become friends with a lot of influencers um, here in Chicago, and I met this one body positive influencer named Alex. Sassy Confetti on Instagram. Um, and her and I just had really good banter. And I've been wanting to start a podcast, but I didn't know what I wanted it to be about. And I just DM'd her and I was like, we should do it about dating while fat. Mm. She loved it. And it happened. Like your podcast yesterday about friendship, like building friendship. Mm-hmm. Like I've become friends with so many people through like Instagram and just like putting myself out there God, and like that's following so... up and making those connections. Good for you. I remember when you were getting ready to move to Chicago from here and mm-hmm. it was very nerve wracking because it's like you were leaving all your friends, all your family. What do you do in a new city? How do you make friends? And it's so cool to hear that you literally took the advice of the the friendship coach that we had, even though you didn't know that at the time and then did it. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, I did it. I I got my networking skills after I got out of radio. Ah, interesting. Fascinating. Now, yeah. what? Because I feel like our joke in radio is always like, I don't have any skills outside of talking into a microphone or creating a show schedule. What did you take away from radio into the real world? Um, I mean, so I basically produce every single day. Mm. Um, I create things. I come up with an idea. And I make it reality. That's, mm. that's what I do. And that's what I did on a show. Um, so it just, this happens to be, I make content for social media mm. or marketing campaigns, or I design restaurants. So like, that's what I took and, and hustling and hard work, like not saying no to anything. Right. <laughs> Apparently that's weird for like normal life, but on radio, you say yes to everything. You yes. have to, or you're out. Yeah, you got You got to say yes to everything. That's what we taught Scott when he first started is you never say no. You just keep keep on going. Even when it's the stupid, stupidest shit ever. (laughs) (laughs) Working 60 hours a week for so many years, like you still say yes to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll be there. So Mm -hmm. what is the name of your podcast? It is Swipe Fat. Swipe Swipe Fat. fat. Now, Swipe Fat. Because you swipe left and right on mm-hmm. apps, dating apps. So you're swiping fat. I love that. And so what is every sort of episode about? What do y'all focus on? So we're focusing on dating while fat. So like dating. <laughs> like dating while fat, fat. Miguel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're fat and we're dating. Um, so like it's uh, so like dating, dating's hard. Mm-hmm. for anybody but like when you're fat it's even harder and i know probably you guys are uncomfortable with me using the word fat and calling myself fat right now but we're start also talking about that and like how you can be hot and plus size at the same time and like 
all the struggles we go through and the things people say to us and how we've overcome them and just the different struggles we're dealing with. Okay, so I saw an Instagram post that you guys had done, and I don't remember which podcast this was, like what number of the of the podcast it is, um, but it was really a fascinating look because you're like, okay, so does the photo that I have on this app make me look fat enough? Mm. Yeah. Talk through that for a minute because when I read that, I was like, girl, what? But it made yeah. so wow. much sense. Mm. So that, like, we actually made a TikTok, and that got us, we got pretty viral, um, like 500,000 uh, views on it. And that's how we started building our community. And mm. it's so exciting. But so many people, we learned so many people do the same thing. So I will um, ask my friends, like, before I'm going on a date to check my profile and be like, this looks like me, right? I'm not going to surprise him because mm. you can tell a guy you're bigger, you're plus size, you're fat. And he's like, no. And then you show up and he's like, I don't usually date big girls. It's like, bitch, I told you what I look like. <laughs> like you have full size pic- or like full body pictures of my, like of myself. Why are you surprised? Mm. But they're still somehow so surprised wow. that we had the audacity to catfish them, but we didn't. So it's like, so you become a little self-conscious about it. So then you and like, I've annoyed all my straight size friends and they're like, yeah, that's what you look like. Stop. And I've learned so many other, like, not even just girls. So many gay guys have messaged us, and, like, we're like, we do the same thing. No, it's true. No, I remember, like... I remember, Miguel, you had something similar going on, but I didn't think about it in the terms until Nikki put it in that way when I read it on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, a, a very marked turn i remember like in my early 20s i would always do the you know how can i look skinny or let me be in a group mm-hmm. shot and then i remember it was like maybe the third or fourth date i had been on where the guy was like you could tell you could instantly tell when you were not what they expected and then mm-hmm. you, you just want to be like you know what let's just go ahead and end this like let's just not try to pretend and then i was like fuck that like i'm going to put my entire self out because that's the worst mm-hmm. thing in the world is when you're sitting down to a date and you just there's no energy there's no chemistry and then you're trying as the performer to be like "Ooh, let me tell a funny story let me make it okay Mm -hmm. and then you're just like you know what this is who i am if you don't like my man tits then sorry about you and so you just put them all out there and so i guess you have to almost do it to like hey this is to scale like hello this is me this is who i am there shouldn't be a surprise yeah weird that there is still so even though like i'm so confident in who i am right now and like I feel like all my pictures look like me in person. Like I look the same, but I still have this like little dragon in the back of my head saying, but you might look too good there. He might think you're skinnier than you actually are. Mm. So, so I, it, I just, it didn't cross my mind. So I, I appreciate yeah. you opening that viewpoint because That's I was like, privilege. yes, I have mm. it. I have it. Yeah. And I'm not, I want to work on being better as an, as, I guess, you know, being aware and uh, and helpful. Hell, walk me yeah, through I, that. I've never heard that term before, thin privilege. Well, I mean, so there's, like, I mean, there's skinny people mm-hmm. who have, like, I, I, people who, skinny people who get made fun of because they're too thin or get, like, yelled at, like, all the time. I feel they go through similar things that fat people do. But there's, like, people who, you know, you gain weight up and down. Like you, but you maintain pretty much like you can go into a store and buy any clothes you want. Like I can't go into mm. any single store. Right. Like 
bump story. Well, actually, I'm lucky enough that I can. But if I was a size two sizes bigger, I couldn't. I shop in a plus size section. Um, mm. That people look at me weird on the street. Like if I'm eating the sandwich as I'm walking to work, like I'm gonna get looks because I'm fat and eating. But mm. if a thin girl's doing it, she's not gonna get looked at any different. Right. Mm. I can feel there's that. Just, there's judgment. Right. There's a little judgment, and uh, I think like. It's hard to explain. I still have fat phobic thoughts in my head. Um, mm. Like I still deal with fat phobia um, internalized and some externalized. Like I have to catch myself and be like, no bitch, like stop. Mm. Um, it's okay. Or like, this is the way it should be. Uh, it's, but it's all a learning process. Being uh, fat positive or body positive is super uh, popular or trendy right now. Like a lot of uh, like Instagrammers or bloggers, like thin one, straight size one, will do that whole, like, it's okay, like, to be real, be yourself, and then they sit down and, like, they have the little tiny tummy roll, but it's, like, stand up, do you have those rolls, like, mm. you're, you're beautiful both ways, like, it's, your little extra skin isn't the same thing as the person who's 250 pounds, what they're dealing with, or even, like, the girl who's 190, right. it's very different. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never looked at it that way. Um, from a personal standpoint, Nikki, like I feel mm-hmm. like when we knew you, you were very confident when it came to your work and your abilities as a producer. But mm-hmm. the Nikki that we knew in 2015, I felt like in her personal life was sort of timid. You were I think like you had just moved into your own apartment by yourself. What yeah. changed you into this confident, powerful woman that we're hearing now? Mm-hmm. Well, I learned that I'm more than just my job. That's one thing. Mm. Um, I think Boom. me, uh, like, that was a big, me moving to Chicago and then eight months later losing my job, like, was heartbreaking, but I learned a lot about myself. Um, I think that, uh, so I had gastric sleeve surgery mm-hmm. um, right before you guys started, and I lost, like, 100 pounds. I don't think that changed me. Like, I mm. learned, like, my weight who I was like that didn't like define me and I've gained some of that like a good portion of that weight back and I'm more confident now than I was when I was 200 pounds Mm. um so I think it was just like learning myself and growing to love me Mm. yeah I'm so glad that you went through that journey and it sucks and I don't want to like trivialize the fact that you did Uh move so far away from home got this dream job lost the dream job then literally had to reinvent yourself personally and professionally. So it's not like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's certainly not like it was like, oh, I was just walking the park and then I discovered myself. <laughs> it was easy. It was great. No, yeah. It was like trauma inducing stuff here that changes a person, but it has so changed you for the better into someone that is so confident and positive. And I also think leaving radio was really good for me because after I left you guys, I went on to your sis- our sister station and I was tormented every single day and shamed about my weight by listeners. Oh, mm. girl, that whole station is. It, let me be sensitive. Yeah. Sorry, the community, sort of. that, the community of right. listeners that mm-hmm. listen to that station can be a mm-hmm. bit of a dumpster fire. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm not really sorry right. because no, they allow that. Right. That sort yeah. of um, environment, that sort of snarkiness is celebrated, and it might sometimes make for good radio, 
but it's also mm-hmm. very negative mm. and harmful. Right. And so when you went over there, we were excited because it was more along the lines of something that you were your skill, your uh, radio skills were being used for. Yes. But it was it 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 could only be mentally tragic. And, and, I, and that would be pathetic. I was pathetic on that show. It's so mm. it was sad. It was sad. It was like whatever, but that uh, also show wanted me to come on and talk about this podcast. And I was like, I don't think that's a great fit. Mm. Yeah. No, right. I, I get it. Right. <laughs> right. Because, so. I mean, and you've learned this now is that you've got to protect your heart and your soul and what you allow into your gates, into your forces. Mm-hmm. Those are boundaries. Absolutely. And if you allow it just for the sake of my podcast now, then it's going to tear down all the defenses that you've built up. And it's like, I don't need that. I'm no, good. I'm no. good. There are so many other resources to promote and to build yourself up than to wade back into those waters. And Ooh. so that I, I just felt like yucky thinking about you, you potentially doing that talk. And I was like, oh, don't do it. Ooh, don't do don't it, girl. Don't do it. Yeah. Your life just isn't content now. That's the one like thing. Mm-hmm. My life isn't just content. It's kind of crazy. Mm. What was the hardest part about making the transition from radio to the quote-unquote real world? Uh, I overshare, and I talk about everything. Um, (laughs) That's not normal. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Having a normal schedule is weird. Mm. Um, People think it's strange. I still wake up at like 6, 6.30 every morning. (laughs) Um, Not being done by noon and having to work until it's dark out. That would suck. I feel like that would suck so much. How do you handle those long days? Uh, I can't imagine. But also, like, I feel my age for the first time ever. Mm. Like, think about when I, once I was able, I could go out on a Tuesday night and not have to worry about being asleep by 9 o'clock. It was kind of amazing. (laughs) Scott's over here like, I wonder what that must be like. Well, it's like, like you really do. Same. You have to sacrifice. Like last night, I went out and uh, like I just saw, like literally, just went to a friend's house and had dinner. And I'm like looking at my watch the entire time because I'm like, I know what hour and how tired I'm going to be mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah. And I had an hour, and I was like, I know I'm going to feel like crap in the morning. Yeah, this is what I sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I used to fall asleep like watching TV with boyfriends. Mm-hmm. It was it's oh, embarrassing. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, it's 8.30, I gotta go home. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, we have our Christmas break coming up, and Uh we're going to Atlanta and to a cabin for a little bit, but when we come back, I have, like, Monday night, we're gonna go to Bella Brava, Tuesday night, we're gonna go to Armature Works, because I'm like, we'd never get to do that, and I feel so bad for my fiancé, because, like, because he's a normal person. He's a normal person. He wakes up. Well, now yeah. he wakes up early, but like he has a normal job. And before we got together, he was like, oh, I'd be up to like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, That's not normal. That is insane. Like, how do you do? How do you function? He goes, but I didn't wake up till like seven or eight. I'm right. like, it's like, That's an oh. okay thing when you're a normal person. Right. That just boggles my mind for some reason. If I'm home, I still go to bed like at 1030. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm still a grandma. Yeah, I, feel, I feel that. I'm all about that life. Yes. I love that. So what are you wanting to get out of this podcast? What are you trying to build? What are you trying to create with this? So we're like, I've, we've met so many women who are going through the same things or like they're going through the same dating struggles or, or they haven't like come, like they haven't crossed the border where they feel confident and they feel worthy of love in their own body. And Mm. we want to make them feel worthy. We've heard from so many like women who 
they're their only fat friend in their group. They're all of them are straight guys and none of their friends understand what they're going through. Right. One DM me and she's like, yeah, my skinny friend just watched 600 pound, my 600 pound life. And now thinks she understands me. Oh, oh dear. Girl, you're like, like uh-uh. so it's, yeah. Or all these problematic things or they'll tell us we've, basically are becoming like their fat best friend and mm. I'm obsessed with it. Wow. That what a great culture and a great community you're mm-hmm. you're uh doing for for people that may not have an outlet. Yeah. Where like I get DMs every single day about their dates and I we just started a Facebook group, like a private Facebook group. So uh they can all communicate with each other and feel like put up their tender bio and be like to like are these pictures okay like oh, this I is my facebook that. profile like this is, so like they can we can like it's like they're in the apartment with us drinking the bottle of wine and talking like alex and i do mm. i literally just got goosebumps from that because i feel like that is what makes audio content great yes is that you're mm-hmm. able and what make pot what makes podcasting so great is that you can create this community where people felt so alone yeah and let them mm-hmm. know and that's how we started the podcast before we got you on is that's what mm-hmm. we've had people sort of communicate to us about our show and the podcast but you're doing that in a different realm and i love that because how many of these women have probably yeah. been yeah. killing themselves trying to lose weight or mm-hmm. felt out felt not normal when it's like you are okay you are okay with yourself and you are letting them know that they're not alone in that and creating this inclusive community that's where thank you for that inclusive that's what i was looking for inclusive community and that nikki i'm very 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 proud of you i love this growth i just want to point out that when we've because the moment actually it's interesting miguel you said this before you got nikki on the phone i know what you're about to say is that when Miguel and I moved here to Tampa and you remember our, our very first PD and, you know, we, we all got <laughs> matched up together and we were in our little office and he's like, what's the vision for, you know, which, by the way, was just the Miguel show at the time. Oh, what's true. the yeah. vision yeah, for yeah. the Miguel show? And like Miguel said at the beginning of the podcast, we had this vision of inclusivity and making people feel connected. And, and what else, Miguel? I don't remember exactly um, what we said. I think it was making people feel like they are a part of something greater and elevating the Tampa Bay community. Yes. And Nikki, I remember you started crying. I'm not I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or anything here. I think this is a no. great lesson. So you started crying. And I remember vividly, I can like picture the room and you were like, I just don't. I just don't understand what you guys think you're trying to do here. Right. Because you had never seen anything like that. Because, like we said earlier, the Tampa Bay community in radio is not really that way. Right. Everybody likes to be snarky and everybody likes to like, pull the rug out from under people. And so that was what you knew in radio. And so when we, our hippie asses came in and we're all like, we just want to love everybody. You were like, what the fuck did I sign up for? I'm going to lose my job because this is We're not going to talk to this porn star and make fun of this person. I don't know how to yeah but like life has dealt you such a way and you've conquered so much that you literally, you, you've become your own brand of inclusivity and making people feel something and that something is good and it's just <laughs> incredible who would have thought i love it <laughs> i love it i love I it still make the same comments on the podcast like i'm still snarky yeah. and like condescending but well, like I, we have a community yes yeah. and I, that's great because that's who you are 
But instead of like turning so like I almost feel like a lot of that was also turned inward. Some of those like those snarky and it came from a place of um, self-doubt. Mm. But now mm-hmm. it's coming from a place of self-confidence and it's it's being used for good. Yeah. So wild ride. I love that. Uh, before we let you go, Nikki, um, mm-hmm. I want to say I want to ask, do you have any advice for Scott who is sitting in your chair, in your position that you sat in now almost six years ago when we started the show, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, half a decade we've been here in the studio. (laughs) Do you have any advice for Scott as he's sort of coming up in the radio world? Well, so I do have real advice, but also, Scott, I've been wanting this since I met you uh, when you guys were here last, what, August? Mm -hmm. I really want you to start twerking to slow songs. Ah! I think it'll go viral. Sad songs, like, twerk it out. Yes. Okay, I'm writing it yeah, down. Just twerk it out to slow songs. Look at Nikki, world-class producer, always giving always. advice, always giving content Nikki advice. I love it. has some great damn ideas. So Absolutely. Right now, slow twerking. <laughs> Got it. I mean, if, if you guys need a shadow producer, I might not have a job in a couple of weeks, so I'm down. Come uh-huh. on, girl. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to stay here, but, like, I can, <laughs> I'll wake up an hour earlier. Um, there you go. Uh, uh, but I mean, so I think, you know, you just have to hustle. You have to do everything. But I think, so I listen to your podcast I, every single one. Like during quarantine, it was really great for me. I'd listen to it the next day, like while I was mm. getting ready for work. Thank you. I love this. Scott, you have such big dreams, mm. such big dreams and ambitions. But like, not, this isn't like a knock, but I think like, work hard in the moment of what you're doing right now. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I and literally also, have something written just like that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, you got to move to grow. But mm. They're not going to like me saying that, but, like, you moving might be the best thing ever because is Cox going to give you full time? Is that happening anytime soon? Are you prepared to work <laughs> six years? <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard work. I used to sleep under desks and do all the things and – make pennies i worked Mm. two jobs i was working like 80 90 hours a week barely surviving but i it was for my dream and i was like down to do it so i think that's it's a struggle and you have to decide that Mm. no i mean i but also keeping you right i love that that's great advice look at Scott, you, you got it. It's like the advice that nobody really wants to, uh, to we don't really want everyone to tell Scott. Right, we're like, no. It's like, but it's the realist. But it's true. Because Miguel and I did that. I mean, Absolutely. we're not going to stop him from doing it. Obviously, we want no. him to grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, I'm glad I, like, I only got a full-time job because I decided to move. I just happened to move, you know, to market number three to make that thing a reality. Mm. Um, it, it, it failed. Um but I did it. You took and a leap. so I mm-hmm. think you have to like, and you have to leave at some point, but then there's also people who stay in that cluster for like 20 years and have great careers. So I think it's, you, you seem to have the magic, like the special something. So it could work there. Mm. I love all this. How do you feel about that, like, Scott? Got a lot of stuff to process. I, I, I said it a couple podcasts ago, but I've been going through a lot of just, Thoughts that I just didn't think I would have at this time in my life. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. very, like, very helpful to hear those things. And it's the the moments that happen like that or this conversation, it just helps because there's so many times where I'm like, should I be thinking this? What am I doing? Am I, like, am I not grateful for what I have? And I'm not talking specifically yeah. about leaving, but it's just the fact of, like, picturing my life, picturing next year. What if my, you know, what are my big goals and my ambitions and what's going to get me there? What do I need? Yeah. And, 
It just all I think it's awesome that. maybe finding those things outside of radio so mm-hmm. you can still do the show and like be happy and content with what you're doing on the show but still getting those fulfillments yeah. outside of it. Yeah. Yep. Because it's a hard struggle. I think I talked told Miguel and Holly once a week I was like I don't know if I can do- keep doing this part-time thing mm-hmm. and like you do it because it's what you want and you work yeah. so hard for it yeah but it's hard yep it's true I feel like everyone that sat in that chair you hear it about uh, probably after like the first couple months after the, like the shine wears exactly off. and then they're like mm-hmm. girl I don't know if I can mm-hmm. keep doing this for this part-time money and you just feel so bad because we have zero power over it. Yeah, and I wish yeah. we did. I wish we did. Um, and it really sucks that we don't. But it's like every person that sat in that chair, we've always said, you got to do you, boo. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. be okay and we're going to be here. But we want you to live your best life and do mm-hmm. what's best for you and grow and shine like Nikki has, like Jared has, like Ryan has, mm-hmm. and now Scott. And everybody's gone on to, like, flourish in whatever mm-hmm. they were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But if you do need a part-time job, Starbucks really great, and they also have that. <laughs> especially that one on 4th Street. Oh! <laughs> I, I love start it. at 4 a.m., and then I go onto the show at, like, get to the station at noon they have a night an afternoon schedule i'm sure they can make it work okay well, if they, anybody over there listens i do like coffee <laughs> and uh and listeners come through all the time oh mm-hmm. there give you a little tip see that's great i always okay. say hi yeah i love it so. well nikki give us the rundown again what's the name of your podcast and how can people find you on social media so it's called swipe fat we're on spotify and itunes you can find us on tiktok at swipe fat and Instagram at Swipe That. And if you want to be a part of our community and start chatting with all of us, um, you can search Swipe That Podcast on Facebook and it's a private group. And we'll accept you and you can uh, start shedding all your secrets. I love it. Me well, too. Nikki, we are so proud of you. Keep doing the damn thing. For real. Thanks for having me on. Scott, Absolutely. Go with that song. Yes, I will. <laughs> Friday night. Here I come. I love it. All right. Bye, Nikki. Have <laughs> bye, a great weekend. Bye. Oh, I love that. That makes me so happy. That gave my heart so much joy. Yeah. It just feels so good. What a good way to like go into the weekend feeling all happy and stuff. Absolutely. I love that. Um, Well, we're going to start the week on Monday on the podcast with some uh, personal news for a member of the show. So if you don't listen to our regular on-air show, we got to spend a podcast delving into... Some issues with someone on the show and a personal life change that's Mm -hmm. happened. Uh, But we'll get into that Monday on the podcast. All righty. Holly, what's all what's all your social media? Jeez. Uh, It's Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So definitely find me there. Say hey. Scott. At Scott Tavlin. S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Platypus. You can always find me everywhere on uh, social media at Miguel Fuller. If you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, you can always email me, Miguel at hot1015 tampabay.com. Yes, <laughs> I was like, wait, what's my email address? Oh, dear. Um, and also, please make sure if you want to be on the intro of the podcast, just download the free Hot 1015 app and leave the intro recording there on the open mic feature, and we will feature you next week. Have a great weekend. Catch up, catch up. Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.